Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Huda Katan is here. We're recording, and then something happened, but now it looks We're like back. the tech gods Telling are Telling you guys it's side. me. I have no good luck with technology. I don't believe no. that. You're the queen of technology. <laughs> you two, your face is on so the internet funny. so many times. The technology has to be on your side. It's somebody else uploading, I'm telling you. When I try, <laughs> it fails. <laughs> okay, Huda, we want to know, what are you doing here with Huda High? We're on location filming this, if you guys can't tell. And so, what's going on? What's Huda High? So we're in LA. It's been four years. We haven't been here in so long. And we're celebrating, you know, we're celebrating our um, our school of snatch. We started this like snatch class with our Easy Bake and we are just launching tomorrow our Easy Bake Press. And I'm so excited. It's actually, it's a product I've been wanting to launch forever. And yeah, we're, we're celebrating it here. I'm going to do like some master classes. We rented out this whole place and we made a school. We have cafeteria. We have a prom. Oh my God. It's pretty amazing. I'm really proud of the team. They did such a great job. And I feel like after 10 years, this is what needs to... 10 years. Y'all, I'm looking at Huda and she's just so gorgeous. Oh my God. Are you kidding? I'm looking at you guys. Are you kidding me? I feel like I'm just like googly-eyed. Even more beautiful than like on the internet. Thank you. You guys are so sweet. You know what the best compliment is these days? I was at BeautyCon this past weekend and someone came up to me and said, Kirby, oh my God, you look just like your pictures online. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. I don't look like I've edited the film. Yay! <laughs> so it's been four years since you've been in LA, and we were just talking earlier. Yeah. People thought that you lived here, but Everybody no, thinks I live here. you just used to come here all the time. Yeah, and I miss it. I miss it though. LA is like LA special. You know, I think just during COVID, like people just got used to not traveling, and I got very used to my routine, being at home, sleeping. That was like a luxury that I think many of us did not have before. Right. Oh my god. But, um, you know, definitely slowing down a little bit too, or trying to slow down at least mentally. I feel like this year, everybody's very much realized COVID is, you know, kind of under control or we've, we're managing it. Yeah. And beauty is back. Yes. With a vengeance. With a vengeance. Yes. And I don't know if everyone's ready for it. I don't know if everybody's ready for it because I feel like there's so much now. There's like a product of the hour, a product of the minute. The trend of the minute. Okay. Right. Especially with TikTok now. It's like every single day, the same trend with a new name. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like... Cherry, tomato, strawberry. <laughs> right. What's the difference? What's it's like latte eyes. Yeah. Then yeah. like something I'm like, I know this look. This yeah. is just a bronze eye with a little You're shimmer like, in the I middle. I did this 10 years ago. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm looking at your gorgeous makeup, your lashes, your eyes, the whole thing, the lip. We have a question we ask every guest, which is what's on your face? I have to imagine it's your a lot of your own brand. Yeah. And so much stuff I can't tell you about. <laughs> we love but and hate tell that. You, but I will tell you. Oh, okay. um, oh, my God. Am I allowed to do this? No. <laughs> Take a look. Just give us like one. Can I say? What can I say? Okay. So 
Something on my complexion that is really major launching next year. Okay. Fine. Okay. Really major. Major for us. Okay. 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 I have some I have some ideas. Yeah. But this is crazy though, because you already have such a full collection. So yeah. seriously. I, I was trying to think what could okay, be more major. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna tell you guys a story. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Okay. So I feel like during COVID there was so much happening. And actually I definitely was not as front facing in the business. I wasn't as involved in product for a while to be honest. And I was always very involved, but like I wasn't leading it and now I'm leading it again. And so I'm really excited about what you guys are going to see coming into 2024. We're kind of redoing some things in some ways. I feel like we always redo things like our brand. Like we always like, we're like, okay, we launch a product. We think it's great. But then the consumers give us so much feedback. Our community tells us so much. And I'm like, we got to listen to our community. Yeah. And so we constantly are trying to like Kaizen our products. It's kind of part of our philosophy. Oh, I like that. We're big into Kaizen. Kaizen is like part of the philosophy of Head of Beauty. 100%. Yeah. So then you can't really talk about what's on your face. What's in your hair? What's on your nails? Like, what are some products you're loving right now? Okay. I actually love so many products right now. What can I tell you about? She has this cute little bouncy bob. Oh, yeah. I did cut my hair and I'm obsessed with it. It looks amazing. I'm obsessed with it. Obviously, I'm obsessed with K-18. I'm sure you guys are too. It's like the best thing in the world. We interview so many people in the industry and K-18 is at the top of their list too. It really is the best. It's the best. I lost all my curls. They've all come back from K-18. Wow. Amazing. And how often are you using the K-18? All the time. Probably too much. (laughs) And I actually put it in my hair and I know you're supposed to rinse it out. If any of the founders of K-18 are listening to this, ignore me. You don't have to rinse it out. I don't rinse it out. You don't have to rinse it out. Oh, great. I don't do that. (laughs) That's literally the beauty of it. Oh, I thought you were supposed to. No. (laughs) all makes sense now. (laughs) You're using it in the right way. Okay, amazing. it is an incredible product. Your nails are bomb. Did you get those done in Dubai? I did. I did, but you guys have so many amazing nail technicians here. Like the art here is just so incredible. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to be jet lagged. I'm going to be so tired. Let me just do my nails before I left. Actually, I wanted something else. I'm like really into like the 3D nail art right now. I'm obsessed with it, but it's actually really hard to do. It's really hard to do. So I asked for this design. Did it come out the way I wanted it? And I was like, fuck it. Just put rhinestones on it. Rhinestones fix everything. (laughs) Match every outfit. Rhinestones and glitter. So it's like a French with these beautiful multicolored rhinestones all over and the beautiful almond shape. Thank you. I'm into the almond shape. I have like stubby fingers. So I like, like the almond shape. Okay. First of all, you're so critical of yourself. You do not have. Oh my God. They're long. They look long because of my nails. (laughs) As soon as I take them off, you'll be like, okay. (laughs) Wait, Hoda, you have beautiful skin. Are you using any particular products right now to keep your skin in good shape? Uh, oh, of, of course, stuff know? that she can't talk about. This is the stuff I'm telling you okay, about. Okay, okay, this okay. is the thing about brand founders. You literally can't ask them what's on their face. <laughs> so, okay. So I hadn't been in LA for four years, but I also hadn't been in the labs for four years. And so I just started going back into the labs this year and I have been playing with so many raw ingredients and raw materials. Yeah. Like there is so much innovation happening so much and it's so exciting, but it's happening very fast. I'm not going to lie. Like it's like my head is spinning. I've been in the lab six times this year so far. It was incredible. I just came back from Korea. It was amazing. Amazing. The innovation there. Wow. Right. Oh my God. I was like, I I need to move here. (laughs) I need to live here. This is like, this is how I'm going to work. But it was, it's interesting because the beauty industry is like back in a way that is just like, my head is spinning. How do you smell right now? What are we smelling? Also something I can't tell you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She's a walking embargo. I really am. (laughs) This hoe has her hand on every single beauty category. I I can tell you, um, I am wearing Easy Bake and I am wearing um, the Patrick Todd blush, which is beautiful. Totally. Gorgeous. Um, It's one of his new shades. Um, I can tell you about part of my lips. (laughs) I'm wearing our lip contour. 
I put like a the rich brown. I like like this brown lip with like the pink around it. Oh my god, so pretty. And I love a good lip liner. Like a good lip liner for me will last all day. I'm sorry, guys. I have so many things on my face. I need to lie. I should have just lied. We like the honest truth and we will be waiting. We like a sneak peek. Yeah. That's always exciting. Do <laughs> you guys a sneak peek? Can I do a sneak peek? I'm wearing our new 18 well palette on my eyes. And it is so dope. It's kind of grungy and cool. Okay. Oh, grungy and cool. Grungy. Okay. Okay. Sounds on brand. I'm kind of giving it to you. It's like a grunge, a grunge what palette? Or something grunge. Oh, like, oh my God. What am I doing? Grunge, oh, I like, like sexy, like a sexy grunge. grunge. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Something. Something. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, I'm definitely like vibing on like the cool shadows right now. Okay. Like the cool browns. Even though like for me, for my skin tone, I love warms. Yeah. I'm just like obsessed with these like silvers and blacks cool right grunge. now. Yes. But you know what? Okay. So you're saying like silvers and yes, stuff like obsessed. that. Yeah. I mean- Hello, Beyonce. Oh my God. Yeah. Beyonce kind of put silver on the map. She really did. I was going around Los Angeles, mm-hmm. going to craft supply stores to yeah. try to sp- like spray anything I could, like with a razzle dazzle or a silver. You couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. She's so fabulous, honestly. I don't even know how she's still doing it. Like she just gives us so much faith. Yeah. <laughs> she looks incredible. Unbelievable. And do you guys see Blue Ivy? Yeah. Oh I'm my like, God. I'm not going to lie. I saw Blue Ivy and I was like, Noor, look at her. She's working her ass off. Get it. Do something. Noor's like, give me a break. She was literally like, mom, are you serious? Wait, how old is she now? She's 12. Oh yeah. She's okay, like in so Blue Ivy yeah, age. Yes. yes. You're like, get to work. Yeah. I was like, look at her hauling ass. And she was like, don't even try. Do you know that Blue try. Ivy is apparently an employee? Like she gets paid to do that. It's like put wow. in some type of like child oh, fund. Good. Wow. Yeah. I actually learned this. I think at your oh. birthday, your son's birthday, or wow, your daughter's birthday party this weekend. Oh, yeah. Who was telling me this? They're like, oh yeah. And the reason why Blue Ivy is able to do that is because she's actually getting paid as an employee. Nor does like some work with Huda Beauty. Little Consulting? <laughs> no, I give her the worst work. I give her like the absolute bitch work, like bitch, bitch work. Like I'll be like, take all the staples out and then restaple it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and you're being paid nothing. Work. I know. That's why she's like, no mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not doing that. And it's funny because um, I got her this, like, you know, I just had her do it for the summer. And then the first thing she did, the first day of work, I think she was making like something like 10 to $30 a day, depending on what, what the task was. She calculated her salary for the month. She went directly onto Sheen, which I'm not into ultra fast fashion. I'm just not into it. She went onto Sheen and she bought clothes the first day. She knows what she wants. The first day she like, she took like her piggy bank out and she like took out the money for piggy. She's all just replaced at the end of the month. She spent her whole paycheck. Wow. (laughs) The first day of work, I'm like, what if you get fired? How will you support yourself? What are you going to do? What would happen if you were paying rent right now? (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, don't be like me. No, make better choices. Like mother, like daughter. (laughs) We love it. Um, We're talking about family. Let's talk about your upbringing. So your parents were from Iraq. Yep. But you were born here. You were born in Oklahoma. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And then you, you did some research. You were in Tennessee for a little yeah. bit. So you grew like grew up in the South. Yeah. I grew up in Tennessee. 12 and a half years. Wow. Okay. So you're a Southern girl. I am. What was that like, like growing up as like a woman, a girl of color yeah. in like such. That was hard. Okay. That yeah. Like hard. how did it affect your beauty ideals? And like, what did you think was like the standard of beauty? I mean, I honestly loved growing up in the South. It was amazing. It's like, it's, just, it's beautiful. It's a nice way to grow up. Like people there are really sweet. But as far as like feeling beautiful, I definitely did not feel like I fit in. And I think I struggled with not fitting in like even in my family, because I've always been like a little bit, I don't want to say outspoken, but I've always like challenged things. You know, I was always like, but why is this that like that? Why is that like that? 
I think I had a hard time just in general as a child. Like, I don't remember like my childhood being amazing. I remember my childhood being a little bit tough, like always just being against the grind. And I, I didn't like that part of my childhood. I felt like that was really tough growing up like that. And you were one of, well, yeah, one of, um, one of five, I have a half sister. My dad's first wife was a Slavic and Italian. So I have a half sister, but she, um, she lives in Florida now. There were so, so many of you. So yeah. like even that, like trying to stand out in that way. Oh my God. I mean, I stood out, but not for the reasons that I wanted to. There's always been black sheep. It was a million percent me, you know? And, um, and then growing up in the South was also like as amazing as it was, like it was so like beautiful. I definitely struggled being such an outsider and like not looking like everyone. I didn't like it, you know? And I wanted to blend in so bad. So actually my, I, my middle name is Heidi. And I went by Heidi. Stop. Yeah. In school? In school. And one time they pronounced my name. They were like, they said my first name and they called me like Honda. <laughs> and I was mortified. And they were like, who's Honda? And I was like, oh my God, it's me. I have to go up. And I had to like walk across the stage yeah. in front of a bunch of people. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Literally right. nobody. Right. But I was humiliated to the point where I still remember it. Yeah. Nobody cared. Literally. It meant nothing to anybody but me. Right. Because that's how it is. Yeah. Which I think is like a good learning lesson. Everything that you think everybody's talking, nobody's talking. Yeah. Nobody's talking about they're, it. They're too worried about themselves. Exactly. Right. No one remembers that stupid comment you made that you think was stupid. Like yeah. no one's going to remember that the exactly. other day. Unless you get to Huda's level yeah. and then they remember everything <laughs> yeah. that you've ever yeah. said in your entire life. But really like they don't, you know, like yeah, that's just like, the thing. And like we stress things out so bad and like you almost let it define you. Like you let sometimes those moments that are like, embarrassing, but they define you because you're deciding that they define you and they don't really need to. I definitely feel like I lived a lot of my life like that as a kid. You know, looking back now, I'm like, there were so many things that I like stalled me a little bit, you know, with my growth and, and me embracing who I was. And now I feel like I'm in a very different place, but it took me so long to learn that. And like, I don't know if everybody's going to go through that. Like it almost took me getting our investors, getting like that valuation, getting that like amazing headline of like, you know, Huda Beauty is worth $1 billion for me to realize that that meant nothing to me, you know? And it's like, not everybody gets to go through that journey. So like, just so you know, on the other side of that is nothing waiting for you. Nothing, like nothing. I, I remember when that moment happened, I was like, okay, so like all the people in Tennessee, they're gonna, you know, maybe think I'm something and nobody cared. Right. Even about that. Right. You know? Right. I kind of think about that, obviously, like on such a lower level, but, but like my friends, you know, I moved out to LA and I'm doing like cool things like interviewing Huda and like interviewing Rihanna and like interviewing all these people. They do not, but they do not give a shit. Yeah. Like they just like, it's like oh. cool, but they're not like, oh my God, you yeah. did this. Yeah. This is epic. They're not like sending it to their friends. Like this is my friend. They, yeah. They're just like, okay, Kirby, great. Let's plan our next trip. When am I going to see you? They don't care. You know what I mean? So it's like the validation that you're seeking. It's like, it's you think you. it's for yeah. other people, but really it's from yourself. hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Like we don't validate ourselves. That's so that's like such a good perspective. Yeah. Well, then how have you validated yourself recently? I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard. I feel like the self-validation is actually the hardest because we're so tough on ourselves, you know, and like even on the plane right over here, like I was not feeling very good about myself over the last few weeks. I was like, it's so nice that you guys say I look so great. But like, I did not feel that way because I was like, I wasn't putting glam on. I was just like, and like, look, just because you put makeup on does not mean that you're beautiful. Like you, you're beautiful without the makeup. But I definitely maybe spent too long without putting glam on. So I started to feel like, ugh, you know, right. like I just feel just like yourself. I'm myself, yeah. you know, it's a part of who you are. And I like the process. Yeah. I actually really enjoy the process, you know, like that's part of my therapy. 
But on the plane right over here, I was like, oh, I felt very insecure, you know, very like not attractive. I don't know why we do that to ourselves. Like, I just don't know why we beat ourselves up like that. And so like, even to this point now, I'm like, I have to have good self-talk. I have to have those moments of like giving myself self-love. And I feel like we get into a trap where we are constantly trying to give validation, like you said, to others so that they can then validate us. And it's like, what, what is this about? Like, I'm never going to get the validation. I'm a, I'm a little bit like, I'm that annoying parent who like, maybe is a little too into my daughter. (laughs) Yeah. Sarah, Sarah Tan is the exact same way. But how can you not? It's like, you're obsessed with them. But then how do you, you know, then tell yourself to speak positively about yourself when you're feeling shitty and then you see your daughter and you're like, oh my God, like, do you, like, you don't want her to feel that way about herself. Yeah. And she's at the stage where she doesn't want to have too much to do with me. Oh yeah. She's like, no, you can't drop me off at school, mom. Like, it's really embarrassing. Yeah. Oh my God. It's really, it's awful. It's like, you know, dagger in the heart. That's hard because I don't want her seeing me like being hard on myself. I definitely am different in front of her. Like I try to be my best self, but I also want to be myself too. Right. I'm cautious because now I see her picking up on things that I do. So I am very much more conscious. Like I don't want her to be somebody who like, you know, speaks badly about people behind their backs or like spends their time in petty things. And sometimes I'll be like bitching about my sisters. Oh, like, totally. I'm allowed to. And they're your sisters. But then she'll complain about them. And I'm like, those are your aunts. <laughs> like, have some respect. But I'm like, she's hearing it from me. Right. Back to the self-talk thing. I told uh, Kirby this, but I interviewed Michelle Fawn recently. Oh, yeah. And she said that she listens to like eight hours of positive affirmations while she sleeps. So that it's like, wow. yeah, are we going all into her subconscious. I was like, does that work? I mean, it's worth a shot. I mean, she says it does. I just want to know the setup for that. Cause like, I can't, I can't do an AirPod at night. Don't do that Bluetooth radiation. It's no, just no, like no. being like no, through I a sound, like a Sonos in her house or something. Like, I'm I think that. so. I, I could, I could fuck with that. Like everything. Yeah. I could fuck with it in the whole house. I don't mind. I don't care. Like, I feel like also like if we embrace the weirdness that we're going to try this experiment, like, and everybody just has to deal with it. I'm down with that. I'm down. (laughs) My mom's obsessed with positive affirmations. (laughs) I guarantee you, even though you say that she does not want anything to do with you, that she brags about you to all her friends. You are the coolest mom ever. I really don't think so. She does. There's no way. I hope so. She just has to keep her cards close. Yes. Yeah, it's really funny because she's very introverted and she's very shy. So she hates attention. So like she doesn't want people to know I'm her mom. Because you're so famous. No. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. So we came to the States this summer and all she wanted to do was go to Target. She just wants to be like chill and normal. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. She doesn't want the like the, you know. Do you want to go to Nobu and Malibu? No. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding? The other day she was like, okay, mom, I want this bracelet. And I told her how much it was. And she was like, I don't want it. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah, that's what I asked. I was like, are you my daughter? But then she went to Sheen and spent 1400 okay, but the <laughs> that Sheen has over like 12, 13 year olds is like crazy. My niece is obsessed also. Yeah, oh the children. God. The children are obsessed. Yeah. Okay, Huda. So 10 years of Huda Beauty. Mm-hmm. The landscape has shifted a lot. It's crazy. Like, honestly. I think it's a blessing, but also a curse in many ways. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. Yeah. In your opinion, what do you think has changed? Oh my God. I think it'd be easier to say like, what's the same, which is be like nothing, (laughs) like nothing. Honestly, when I started out, like people were not taking anything, like they weren't taking influencers seriously at the time. You know, Michelle Fawn had had some success, but other than that, there was a few influencers, but nobody really outside of America. And that was really tough, you know, because I was in Dubai at the time. And I would go to brands and I'd be like, look, let's do collaboration. Let's do something. They're like, look, we know you're, you sell things. Like we know you can get things to sell, but 
we just don't have budget for that. Like there's just no space. Like we just, nothing is being allocated for that. And so it was a bit hard. And then even on the manufacturing side, like I would go to companies like manufacturers and I'd be like, we're going to start a brand. And they were like, we just work with big brands. We don't work with small brands. So it was very hard at the time. Like for people to take you seriously, for retailers to take you seriously, for brands, I feel like people didn't have a grasp really of what we were doing. It was too early. And now it's like the other end where like everything pops off so quick. People are jumping on it so quickly. Everybody's willing to like, you know, to, to take a chance because they don't know what the, what could happen. But I think it's getting a little bit messy. It's just things happen too quickly. And I don't think that's necessarily healthy. And you've seen it. We've seen TikTok stars start their own brands and they don't always have success, you know, and it's really hard. It's not as easy as people think. I can't tell you how many times I've done things in our company. And I'm like, this is why influencer brands sometimes have a hard time because of the small bullshit that you sometimes have to deal with. But you have to, you have to bend over backwards for whatever it is. Like sometimes you just have weird things going on that you're like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I have to. Mm -hmm. And I could see very easily why someone would not want to do this. And then, you know, you have to do it. Totally. You know, I am kind of concerned about the life cycle of beauty products at this point. I know there's a huge sustainability conversation. I don't think that the beauty industry is ready for that because the consumer is the one that has to actually make that happen. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to put the onus on the consumer because, you know, it's like not their fault that they don't recycle or whatever, because recycling beauty products is really hard, especially with all the different components. And I'm just wondering where we're going to like, when is it going to implode or is it going to implode or it's a problem, honestly. And actually, like, I feel like there's so many steps like to try to think about how you could be more responsible as you're producing. But you're right. The consumer's not demanding it enough. And that is like, I feel like that's why brands are not taking it seriously enough because you kind of need the consumer to demand it more. But you can still do things like more responsibly. It's very hard though. Yeah. We have one manufacturer who produces most of our products and they are completely carbon neutral, which is amazing. Great. Which is great. But like you still need to get like the PCR, you need to get the FTC, you know, all of the the whole items. You want everything. But then you also have like the raw materials. Yes. You want those to be like ethically and sustainably sourced. Totally. So that's very, very hard. So then are you like maybe in the last five years of this conversation about sustainability mm-hmm. are you are becoming much more, you know, important? Yeah. Do you feel like you're more intentional when you're launching products? Yes. Like, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. And especially now that I'm in the driving seat of product development now, I'm looking at every single ingredient. I'm really obsessed with ingredients. I think we all are now. Yeah. We're all like, we all know so much. And I think it's really hard to like turn a blind eye when you know these things. Like once you know, you know, you can't go back. And on the sustainability, the same piece, like once you know how important it is, you can't turn a blind eye. So we actually, um, we launched a sub-brand called Glowish. Yep. You know, some of the products did well. Some of them, to be honest, it was really hard for us to communicate on, to be honest. And I'm like, I really want to consolidate everything under Huda Beauty and keep it really clean. But launching it has been such an inspiring thing for me because I loved how you can still create glamorous products and make them clean. And still have PCR and and we use like things like, you know, which I really loved, which is like ugly fruits and vegetables because people don't realize that like that just goes to waste. And then they go into like foraging more forest and it's just, it's a disaster. Part of the reason why I don't like Sheen. Have a whole I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sheen. I don't like you. Like, I don't like you. Yeah. We're in the same boat. That whole Sheen influencer trip. Uh, I didn't see it. Girl, what a nightmare. Now I'll send you the video I did about it because please, they really put these influencers in a really compromising position. Basically took them to where? In China. They took them to Shenzhen or something. Oh, yes. Yes. Wait, isn't that where they produce the product? It's a lot of production. Yeah. Yeah. uh And so they took them to a warehouse and basically was like, see, we do everything ethically. And like, why would they do that to them? Here are some employees. And the employees are like, 
we are happy. Oh my God. And that and is then so the self-serving. Influ- yes. And then the influencers were like, I got the tea. I know exactly what's going on. And everyone was like, this is not the hill you want to die on. Definitely. Yeah. No. Wow. But the thing that sucks is they took a lot of like diverse and inclusive influencers over there, like plus oh. size influencers, yeah. a lot of women of color. And it was like their first time ever going on a trip. Like, wow. So they took advantage of them. Wow. Yeah. I'm not into Sheen. I'm not into it. I don't know. I feel like as a company, you're, I mean, this is going to sound very counterintuitive, but I don't think you're, this is going to sound so counterintuitive. I don't think your main core should be about how profitable you are as a business or how much money you're making. I don't believe that. Totally. Like, I think you have to be here to serve a purpose. I mean, making money as a company, it's important. Of course, it keeps your lights on. It keeps your employees paid, all those things, but it shouldn't be the number one driver. It shouldn't be. There should be a reason behind it. You know, there should be a reason why you exist because otherwise I feel like it can be like a really dangerous game. It's like who cuts their prices lower, who's offering the most value, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are actually like a purposeful business. I also see something that maybe scares me a little bit is I remember hearing this once and it really like it's stuck with me and especially now. And it's like, if you are a brand that is like just about discounting, like you're always going to be cut by somebody else. And I see that right now with the brands like Morphe, like then being cut with like She Glam and all these things. And I, and I don't know where that's going to go, but I, I sense not a good place. And I worry a little bit about what people are putting on their face, like as far as the ingredients. But I do think, you know, the brand that you create is going to be more important in the future because if you want people to pay the premium, the brand is going to have to mean something because makeup's just going to be so popular, which scares me a little bit. Let's keep talking about your accomplishments. 10 years, you've done so much. What are like maybe some of the proudest moments you've had with the brand? Like your most memorable launches, like things that you look back, you're like, oh my God. I'm proud of so many things to be honest. But I think the thing that gives me like the most joy is like when I see like how wonderful my team has done. I know it might sound like maybe not what you want to hear, but like, I love to see what my team does. Like even this event, like they did this, they did all of it, you know? It's amazing. I love to see that. I think maybe like seeing people grow and seeing people like become the best version of themselves is like such an amazing thing. It's not an easy thing for them to go through. And I think it's really an amazing thing. And I love to see that. So I I don't know. I I really love the team that we build. Any like really memorable launches? Uh, So many. I mean, every launch is like giving a birth to a baby. It really is. I swear to God, it's so scary right before you reveal it to the world. And then you reveal it to the world. And then you're like, oh my God, what are they going to think of it? Are they going to criticize my baby? Are they going to say my baby's ugly? What are they going to say? You know, are they going to like judge it? I would say the first launches were probably the most sensitive ones, you know, especially getting into makeup. That was very hard because like when we decided to go from lashes to makeup, first of all, it was very expensive. So we were taking whatever cash we had. We were wagering it on makeup. We launched with like 55,000, I think, lip liners. They sold out immediately. Just lip liners. And it was such a risk because we were like, okay, lip liners, Kylie launched her lip kit right around that time. And we were like, shit, we were going to do something similar. And I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> and, I, and I had a beautiful formula of a liquid lipstick, but I was like, if I launch the liquid lipstick first, nobody's going to give a shit about the lip contour. Totally. Yeah. So let me launch the lip contour first. And it sold out right away. It was amazing. And, um, and then we launched our liquid lipstick and then people were like, just so hyped up because everything kept selling out. I feel like we still have that problem. I think it's, we need to work on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know what? <laughs> Lip contour. When was that? 2013? 2016. Yeah. Okay, 2016. That's when we, I feel like we became a real company. Yeah. Yes. yes. Because lip contour, I mean, now that's all over TikTok. Ugh. Like contour your lips with like this taupey shade of like yeah. whatever. And yeah. like it really elevates your lip look. And 
So when Mona was on the pod, she talked about how, you know, people like Bobby Brown and herself and like these visionaries, you like when you guys are going into product development, you're not going, this is what's trending right now. Let's Mm -hmm. figure out how to like make our version of that. It's what do we think is going to be popular? And I think the lip contour is such a great example of that. Obviously, you're back into product development. Where does your mind go when you're thinking about creating a new product? I think you try to think about the future of like where beauty is going to be at that period in time. But then you also have to like push it to a little bit. You have to say, okay, beauty is going to be here, but I can't make a product that's there. I have to make it even better because there's going to be competitors, there's going to be innovation, there's going to be all these things. And if you really want to win the game, you have to like kind of almost think like a couple steps ahead of that too. But like in this day and age, two things move so quickly. So it's really also very difficult to anticipate things. So sometimes you also want to think about like, not what's going to trend, but like, what does my community need to hear? And for me, it's always about communication. I'm looking at the calendar right now, which I'm like, I obsess over our calendar. I obsess over it. I look at it like every single minute and I'm like, what can I move around? Is this right? Like, is this good? And I think about how is my community going to like take in all of what I'm communicating? Does it flow well? Because it's 12 months of communication. I don't want to overwhelm them. I don't want to bore them. I want to make sure they're stimulated constantly, but also like, it's not too much too. I don't want to like, you know, do too much. Sometimes me and Mona have that debate because she likes to launch a lot with Kay Ali, even though like, it's not that much, but I'm always like, you're launching too much. And she's like, you're launching too much. (laughs) (laughs) So really um, interesting working with your family. (laughs) I'm sure. So are you, are you like in like the Instagram comments? Like you're like in it all the time. I am, but sometimes I have to disconnect a little bit too. Um, especially with the negative comments, like you have to take them with a grain of salt. I'm not as bad now. It depends. Like it depends what they say. And if they hit you or you're sensitive, those are the comments I care but about. But you're sometimes. like, you want, you're wanting to know the feedback. Yes. So you have to be in it, but yeah. how do you filter that out? Like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I, I do that, but also my team helps me as well too. Like we have to do it together, you know, cause we don't want to miss any comments either. So like, I always look when the post immediately goes up. And then afterwards, like sometimes I'll like after the first hour then I'm not as engaged for the first 30 minutes, I'm really on. And then afterwards, I'm like, I can't really, you know, and only in the evening, to be honest, that's when I'm really, really on at like, you know, 7 p.m. That's got to be hard because you want to disconnect. But if you've cultivated a community, you don't want to completely eliminate them from the conversation. And I think that you make a really great point about thinking forward, but thinking about the community and what they need, but then also your taste level and being like, this is what I think is going to be great. And this is why you need it. Yes. Like you were just talking about this complexion product that <laughs> ma- that's coming next They're year going to love it. And you know, <laughs> right now we're seeing more of like the natural skin show through and we're seeing kind of like this minimalist makeup, but then we're starting to see like I put on a full beat today. Like I was like, okay, a whole contour and a whole, and I'm like excited about doing that again. When like the process you were talking about, like it's, there's something about it. That's like so therapeutic. Yes. There's a therapy in there where you're just like, I'm painting and it feels good. And it feels like I'm getting back to me. But I think too, we talk about this a lot. And I think we've been talking about it a lot recently on the podcast that LA and New York and even Dubai, like, sure. That's where a lot of the experts are. But that's not the beauty community. You know what I mean? Like the consumers in middle America are that that are the ones buying the products are driving it. So even if a trend does come on TikTok and then it goes the next week, like that trend may not hit everybody else for like months. So true. So I feel like that must be so hard to try to juggle being like, I don't want to just capitalize on a trend, but like maybe this trend is worth looking into and also like you're like is this too advanced for my consumer like do they know like is education too hard around that yeah and i feel like different things like 
are different, right? Like I was talking to my team and they wanted to do like a lot of brow products. And I'll be honest, like I have thick brows. I grew them back. I put Lee Lash on my brows like yes. every, every like minute I could get. Amazing. They grew back. I mean, I do fill them in right here. Uh, this part has been like a little bit of a pain in the ass to grow back. It's like these, I don't know why they're not growing back here. But like, so I just like, I don't do too much to my brows. I'm like, I'm not going to launch a product. Cause like, what am I going to say to my community? Like, I'm going to say I did this, like nobody did it. And I was telling my team, I was like, I really think the thin brow, the light thin brow is going to be like the brow, but like, it's going to take time because like middle America is getting into the thick brow now. Right. Like they're becoming experts now. So you probably need a couple years. Like, cause right now on, on social, it's kind of funny. It kind of feels like, like the way editorial used to be, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it would like hit right away, like off the runway. And it takes a couple years to like hit everyone. Totally. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like now. That's what silver is right now. Like silver last year, they like projected that it was going to be big and we saw it all over the runways and then it was like, okay, whatever. And then now it's finally coming back. Everyone finally got on it. Miranda Priestley of Devil Wears Prada with the Cerulean. It's Cerulean. Somebody said Cerulean was actually going to be popular next year. So. Oh yeah. And all the turquoise jewelry. Cerulean. Yep. But where? In makeup? Just in general, wow. like we'll see it a lot in fashion, but ooh, I would like to see it in makeup. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, liners. I mean, <laughs> you're like, okay, the juices are flowing. Okay, wait. So you talked about successes. You've talked about, you know, the lip contour. Surely, as a business owner, you've had failures. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Could write a book. <laughs> For sure. Why does every successful woman we talk to say that? Like Danessa Myricks. Danessa oh my God, was like, her. girl. Love her. She's like, I have more failures than wins. Yeah. I love her too. She's amazing. She's but so amazing. She, you know, she expressed that. And I, I love talking to people that have successful businesses about this because I think there's something to learn from everything. Is there a specific failure that you thought was going to be just so massive and you, you didn't even launch the product or maybe it was a product that did launch or maybe it's not even a product launch. I mean, we've definitely had those, but we've had so many failures. But one of our product launches that we were supposed to launch that we didn't launch, I wanted to create like a body acne product because I I love, I don't love body acne, but I like fighting (laughs) body acne and I was really into it. And then um, I found a really amazing body wash from Bioderma and it kind of like solved the problem. So um, I wasn't able to test the product. Like even though I wasn't leading product development, I always had to test and like sign off on the products. Right. Okay. And this one, I was like, I can't test it. So I can't sign off on it. And the team did some tests in it. And I was like, okay, fine. And then when I got the final product, it was like sticky. So I was like, we can't launch it. And we had the product and it was like in our warehouse. And I was like, I'm sorry, guys, we can't launch it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And they were like kind of upset. But I was like, but I, what can I do though? It's sticky. Okay, wait, can I make a request? Yeah. Tell me anything. Yes, please make many requests. Like if I could make one product, it would be a product that's basically body makeup. Mm, I love body makeup. It gives you the glow. It gives you maybe like the even tone because like I grew up in Texas. So I went to like tanning beds when I was 16. You grew up in Texas? Yeah. Stop. We know it's not good. We know tanning beds are horrible. Please don't get in one. Now I'm noticing, like, I look at Sarah's, look at this, look at this pristine cleavage. Wait, how old are you? That's literally pristine cleavage. She's 36 years old. It's pristine. She has not a line. You have the decollete of a 12 year old. Oh, no. Thank you. <laughs> she hasn't seen this one? I guess a little bit, but my mom like always scared me like growing up. It was like a different childhood experience. Girl, my chest does not look like that. Yeah, and I'm, and by the way, y'all, I'm literally like grabbing Sarah's boobs. <laughs> I'm like, here. I've had never had this much attention on my chest except for when I'm like breastfeeding my child. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So I see that and I just like, even when we're on Zoom doing the podcast, I'm just like, now I can't stop looking at your chest. Sorry. <laughs> now when I'm doing my makeup and I'm wearing tops, cause I'm like, I'm yeah. like, I want to feel sexy again. So I'm putting like makeup on and I'm like, okay, we need something that truly is not going to transfer, but also 
it doesn't look like makeup on. Yeah. So like you could just buff it in. You don't have to put it all over your arms and everything else. My brain is working right now. I have I have to have some thoughts. But then there's a, like a skincare element that superficially kind of sucks you up like a corset. Ooh. So it's like if you have little lines and stuff. So it evens like, out your skin tone. Do I hear, like, Thomas is this Ruff? like Gloss Angeles and oh, HB collab? Yeah. Girl, get us in the lab. Cook it in the kitchen. I am actually serious. But I feel like you could do it because... I'm 100% serious. I feel like you could totally do this, Huda. Okay. I promise. Like, okay. What do you currently use? Like, what's your routine? Yeah, what's your body, like, body makeup situation? I used the thing that I use on my face that I can't oh. tell you about. <laughs> Huda, we love you. Thank you so much for coming on. We know you're so busy. Okay, what is launching yeah. and when? So Easy Bake Press just launched on the 19th of September. So you guys can get it. It's in stores now. It's such a beautiful product. Beautiful ingredients. It has avocado esters and hyaluronic acid spheres. It's really, really beautiful. And, uh, you know, our 18 well, which I told you guys about, is coming early November. Oh, okay. So soon. I thought it was going to be next year. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't tell you about next year. Keep, keep, keep an eye out. Keep an, keep an eye out. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson, and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 